What up, what up, what up, ladies and gentlemen, here we are. You're going to hear some voices that sound a whole lot clearer today. <laughs> You're going to learn today. This is Across the Intersection Podcast. This is AJ. I'm in here with the whole squad is actually in here. I'm here with Eve and A. Sizzle. Yo. Hello. As always, you can get at us on divemedia.co. You already know. Divemedia.co. Hit up our site. All the podcasts are there. Um, but if you're, you know, keyboardily challenged. Um, yeah, I said keyboardily. You heard That's me. That's a new word. Um, you can always check us out where podcasts get ingested. Um, Spotify, Apple, iTunes, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and the clouds of sound. He says that even though SoundCloud. Continue. Yeah, man. You okay. Um, and you can hit us up on the socials individually. I am at Divinimus on all platforms. D-I-V-E-N-O-M-O-U-S. I'm still on Twitter at E to the V to the. All Have right. a great time over there. All right. And don't And Avery. Uh, I'm, I, you know, I got something coming. But I'm, uh, not even I. Y'all, 2020. Even, let me just got, tell y'all, 2020. Whoo, a swish might be putting his toe back in the water. I, I, I got snap. I, I mean. no, no. I got, I got some stuff coming. I just, um, you know, I'm making sure that nobody could clip my legs. You can still so. be anonymous on Twitter. No, I won't have to be anonymous. Okay. New yeah. year, new you. Yeah, nobody yes, could come at me, come at my uh, stream of income or anything like that. I have oh, all that protected. Oh, it sounds like you bang, are bang. submitting your resignation letter. No, I didn't say that. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just saying that I'm making sure that my situation is fortified so that, gotcha. you know, the haters have very little ammunition. Mm, yes, sir. So y'all heard it here first. He's going to have his bunker. Everything is going to be ready to, for the, oh, that's not what you were talking about? <laughs> this guy. Oh, man. And as always, you can get at us on all platforms at This Is Dive Media. So here we are, 2020. Eve is in the building. Sure. She's physically in the building as right. opposed to uh, digitally Virtually. in the building. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what happens when you move, but you still want to be a part of it. So that's good. I'm glad that I'm allowed to at least use some measure of technology. Although, yeah. And she hadn't kicked us to the curb yet. You know, she's you know living the high life. <laughs> yeah. She hadn't, she hadn't booted us to the curb yet. She's like, fellas, um, I'm, on t- <laughs> I'm on the bigger and better things. Man, so this is uh, MLK weekend. Y'all know how it is. We get a day off of work while everybody posts all these, you know, Pie in the sky quotes from MLK. Yeah, pretty much. You know, that's that's pretty much what goes on. I was we were just talking about it before before we started recording. I find it how how funny it is and well sad state of affairs when you have all these government officials. Oh, uh, support MLK Day. Have a good day. Yes, he stood for this, stood for that, and it's like yeah, y'all were convicted in a civil trial on murking him. So um, what was it? Nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, I think some people do not know, even still, don't know about that. Yeah, that, isn't that, that crazy? Yeah, that a civil trial went 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 into effect. I think it was the end of last century in which the federal government was considered liable liable in the death for the of. death of MLK. Now I know people will say, "Oh, you don't have to have as much evidence in the civil trial." Blah 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 blah. Doesn't matter. Like you know, it, it doesn't really matter. You were found liable in his death, and then you know, a generation later, because people don't read. You know, when they see the secretary of so-and-so and the this person in the administration say, oh, I'm okay this, I'm okay that. It's just like, wow, okay. Did Malcolm X's family ever sue the government in the same way? Oh, you know, Nation of Islam killed Malcolm I'm kidding. I'm, yeah. sure, I'm sure. Well, you know, and that's the thing. When it comes to the way that our federal government worked 
back then and some people will say still do uh, yeah um you won't of course have a government official with a badge on shooting somebody they might be in the background just in case the person that they uh, utilize for that purpose does not do their job but you won't you know so of course somebody like they wouldn't be doing their job well if somebody could point to the federal government and say um this particular you know coin pro or some other offensive uh you know or covert active work <laughs> whatever right, it is oh, that sure. they're doing actually did not kill the person i mean of course they're supposed to think the nation of islam or some crazy white supremacist did it no doubt and just to put it in perspective sometimes people think like martin luther king is like ancient history right <laughs> for those of you who want to do some reading did you know that martin luther king and barbara walters were born in the same year mm-hmm. and she's still walking around she's still walking around that is how recent we're talking about we're not talking about you know hundreds of years ago martin luther king was doing it. no 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 this is just a generation ago um so it's it, it it's still fairly recent so i just you know view view the holiday the the way you want to view the holiday i just you know I, i'm gonna go the the cynical route and just say it's a sad state of affairs may i make a suggestion for our listeners my suggestion for our listeners especially in the age of youtube university which uh is you can get a lot of learning done there mm. This past couple of days, I've actually listened to a lot of the speeches of both MLK and Malcolm X Uh-oh. when they were 37, 38, 39 yeah, years yeah, old. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because everybody yeah, knows of later none speeches. of those men yeah. reached 40. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting how both of them shifted, yeah. uh, at least you know publicly, in what types of things they were talking about. For example, one quote that I had actually not heard from MLK before come on, come on. a couple of days ago and this is, you know, not going to be verbatim, but MLK said that the elite is socialist while the poor are capitalist. Yes, mm. that's correct. You know, yep. that's something that can still be applied today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they kind of berate the poor for wanting quote unquote handouts, but who gets billions and billions of handouts no, and dollars no of hands out, yeah. handouts? So, but the poor are the ones who have that sort of capitalist work ethic and yeah. all this morality. Make something out of nothing. Yeah, and, and, have and to be it's extremely like, creative really? to make it day to day. One exactly. of uh, yeah. one of my former colleagues, he has his MBA, and he was talking to me about how just you know he's giving me a really cursory overview of the financial system in terms of capitalism, how it works. And it's baked into capitalism that a certain percentage have to fail. And he was just saying how if people knew, like, he, and he was telling me, like, yo, the things I was learning in my class, it's like if people knew this stuff, they wouldn't want to be capitalists anymore because they would be like, yo, wait a minute. So you're telling me that this percentage of the people have to fail in order for this joint to actually work? And he was just, I mean, he was telling me after he graduated just how much his mind was blown because he was one of the quote unquote poor people yeah. um, who was a staunch capitalist. And his whole mind was just rocked after, you know, some of the things that he had learned when he was getting his MBA. And so that's really, uh, I never actually heard that MLK quote before, but that does not yeah. surprise me. Because I know towards the end of his life, his, his focus did shift to economics Economic and um, yeah, financial in- empowerment. So that's not surprising. So y'all may see that up on our Instagram page. I, well, I don't know. We, we want to. Let me add something to that. I may cite. Well. Come on, come on. There was one speech where MLK Put was Put some sugar saying, on top. I think he was in the North when he made this speech. He said, stop supporting Pepsi and stop supporting Coke. Like he told people mm-hmm. to literally start supporting By black RC businesses. Cola? You talking about? No. <laughs> you know, black African-American yeah. businesses yeah. or, you know, Negro businesses, yeah. as he would have said at the time. So uh, when it came to, 
you know, self actualization because he actually talked to the people and said, you Negroes mm-hmm. are actually the 11th most uh, wealthy nation on earth. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and he named some of the nations and he said the, the vast majority of nations on earth are less wealthy than you are. And this country depends on your loyalty. So why don't we take back? And this is kind of in contrast to the methods that he had been talking about when he was in his 20s. Why don't we take back our power and look at the industries that we support and just simply switch from that bank to our bank, that insurance company to our insurance company? Again, these are some things that both he and Malcolm X were saying more at the end of their lives than um than they were saying before yeah. and then boom they get picked off yeah you know what this this reminds me of um when lecrae made his little switch up you know uh, a few years ago okay you know i remember listening to him and he he might have put this on twitter or youtube i forget where he put this but he was just saying how you know his mentality was yeah it's, it's all jesus people you know we rock and rock and jesus people and then you know pope started blasting cats and he was like yeah brother they shooting people and they were just like hey Quiet down with all that. Let's keep let's keep talking. This Jesus talk, and hmm. he like his shock and awe to the response from those whom he would have considered to be the body of believers yeah. at, at at that time. And yeah, yeah. I just find it, you know, I I find it similarly with MLK when I started to really do some reading, and you found out how many you know, fellow quote unquote leaders in the body of Christ actually did not support what he was doing at the time. Yeah. Um, it was, I was actually surprised. I didn't know that. Like, you know, just when you're younger, you hear about well, MLK and you yeah, know, he's a yeah, preacher. Yeah. You just assume, oh yeah, it was yeah. the Christians leading that dream. Yeah. And then Can you dig into it. Along? Yeah. And then you dig into it and you're like, man, it's a lot of cats that was like, didn't support what he was doing. Um, and they would be quote unquote, the body of believers at at that time and so how he kind of had to go rogue almost a little bit in in order to accomplish things that they then benefited from where you had other quote-unquote black preachers Hmm. other black believers who did not support what he was doing but then reap the benefits of the things in which he fought for you know later in in their life and the lives of their children and their children's children um man i you know it's it it is unfortunate that you know the we as believers sometimes don't get to have the relationships where we can kind of come together and really see what God is doing in the life of another. Like, why are you rather than just saying, "Nah, I don't rock with what he's doing," let me see what God is doing in his brother's life so that I can see why he's even going that way. I may not see it, right? Everybody not gonna see everything, so you might be seeing something. that's like to have the the mentality, I think, to to push beyond our cultural barriers. Like how I'm segueing, I love you. I know, I know, I know, I know you're feeling it. To to push beyond what we may have, you know, as a barrier in the in the culture, um, to 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 go to the spiritual matters because every matter at, at its core is a spiritual matter. But sometimes we stop at the cultural barrier. So, so that was, uh, and you brought up Lecrae's situation. Because it's the same thing. It's a cultural barrier. I oh, mean, okay. Because remember that you know him in that one one six group. They was blowing up white churches. John MacArthur and all the rest. They was doing all the big, big circuit tours. I don't tours. know. You want to say blowing up white churches? Why don't you help people to understand yeah, what that means? That's, yeah, I don't, I don't mean literally blowing up white churches. Brothers and sisters, please hear me what I'm saying. They were blowing up as a group. You know, their record oh, label was yeah, blowing popular. up. Yeah, they were getting oh, among, popular. among those white audiences. In those yeah, venues. Yeah. In those oh, venues. Yeah, 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 they, right. were, yeah huh. they, they were really getting really popular. That's right. 
you know, I mean, a couple of crazy albums went platinum. I mean, that's really you know, what, what for did Christian it. rap. That's yeah. that's ridiculous. That's right? what did it because that's when, or just on the, just it's unfortunate, but on a um, on a on, really on almost every in almost every business venture, not every business venture, but in many many business ventures to include the entertainment business. Mm-hmm. Uh, in order for you to reach a certain uh, level of material success, that means that your audience has to go beyond black people mm-hmm. to white teenagers yep. and young adults, and that's just what it is, and it's unfortunate. <clears throat> but that's the those are the those are the market forces. Yes, that's the demographics. But you know, yep. I just sometimes I want to put more responsibility on people that claim faith in Christ. Mm. You know, we claim the faith, but it just does not impact us beyond those cultural barriers. It's like, yo, how either it's strong enough or it ain't strong enough. You you tell me that Christ is this, that, and the third. Well right? so the the AJ, I think the big issue is that you have a you have a people that are okay with the way things are. Mm-hmm. Like people want to want stuff to get to get stuff better, mm-hmm. but they don't like the idea of of their situation having to get quote unquote worse, worse so that another's can get better. No doubt. So they walk around, you hear all the time with politicians, um, they walk around with this idea that, oh, well, the pie's big enough for everybody. We can all have some. And they say that, they say that knowing that that's a lie, but hoping that it, it's either true, it being just kind of like just some company line, something that you can just kind of walk and imagine, or no that that's just. A, a good a, a good enough of a statement to fend people off while they continue passing things down to the to the to, to their the generation yeah, yeah to yeah, the yeah, next yeah. generation and so you know just kind of kicking the can so to speak I think I have an explanation yeah. for mm-hmm. you know what you were just saying AJ which is a lot of times in Christian circles or among believers you don't necessarily have friends or people that you can actually sit around the table with who have different perspectives politically or economically I think in uh, I think that it might just be that in order to be religious, you have to have an interest in certainty. There's just something about certainty, like, you know, teach something to me about the afterlife or, you know, about the way that my life should be structured or what scripture says. And I think it's possible that that characteristic is inconsistent with necessarily wanting to um, think about a variety of perspectives. I don't, you know, I, I don't think this is what I'm saying is popular, but there's some connection that my own mind is making between the type of person who will ascribe to an ideology like Christianity, not to say that it's wrong or right to ascribe to an ideology right, right. that's true, but that same characteristic, especially when you go extra biblical, like a lot of people within this faith do and say, you can't read this, can't listen to that, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. that might, um, that might shipwreck your faith. Um, you can't talk to this person. I think that characteristic also moves forward uh, in the direction of not wanting people who are different than you in your circle. You know, so you end up having you know an echo chamber around you in other areas like as a well. Silo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it, also I think we have to kind of keep in mind that people are born into the things in which they're, bo- they're born into. It's why we have one of the reasons why we have last names. Um, Many times, like just just how we we are born in the skin we're in, we're born in the situation that we're born into. You have other people who are have that same kind of mentality in their situation. So you know, um, we were given the world, we didn't make it. 
uh, as uh, <laughs> Tupac would say. <laughs> but uh, you know, I was given the why I make it. But uh, the the this idea that people are going to kind of like give up the goods, like there's a there's a documentary called um, the One Percent, mm-hmm. and it's the dude that uh, started Kinkos. He sold That's it. Not your life story. The one percent. It's funny. It will be. Yeah. Woo! So. Oh. Prophesy. Appreciate no. <laughs> that. Appreciate that. So, so uh, there's a dude that um, started Kinkos and he sold Kinkos, but right to FedEx, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if he sold it before that, but oh, okay. he was like the original dude. Um, so okay. he's he in took his, his bag and ran. Yeah. Yeah, he's in his documentary. And he was talking at the end. And he gave this analogy. He said the world. He said the whole world is like <laughs> hot and molten lava. And fire, and magma, and just devastation, and having money, having money, is like being on an island. Mm. That's how he mm. equated it. Mm. And so, okay. and so, that 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 kind of lends itself to this idea of a very real idea that we get in um. You know, in um, in white in, in white ideology, um, that uh, it, and, and that is that is um, you know, if this if everything like if we're going to suffer, then everybody's going to suffer with us. You know, um, but then it, don't claim to be a person with a Christian worldview. That was that. So that because Christianity would tell you to do the opposite or of that. Even so, a biblical so, worldview. Well, so my and that's what my response is, is that I that's why I try to and this gets into uh, semantics. But since you use the term Christianity, when you say Christianity and somebody else say Christianity, they don't mean the same thing. No, no, no. I, right? I, I know you so, said that before. And, yeah. and, I, and, and I agree with that. Right. So. But so, if we're claiming faith in Christ, with, just in general, if I say, yo, I walk with Christ or I follow Christ or whatever, okay, do you peep some of the things that he said? Like, are you looking at what I'm looking at? Like, okay, let's so, step out of the realm of Christendom that right, has all the baggage. Right. Let's just look, honestly, just take a, a look at him and the men yes. and women that followed him yes. and look at some of the things yes. that they said. Like, yes. people were selling their belongings Socialism, so, so the communalism. Answer, right. I feel like that's a rhetorical question, but to answer it, the answer is no, no. That's the answer, no. Like <laughs> it, you, you know, you have a world that got cut up and got divided, yeah, right? Yeah. So that a particular group can can uh, uh, um, live on that island, so to speak, and their way of justifying it is to give coats and. Um, old t-shirts from last year's Super Bowl to all the black people and to all the people the in which that, that don't win right? yeah the team that don't win um to and and, and to to do this quote-unquote missionary stuff uh but with that not actually try to resolve the real issues because one of the big one of the big problems is that we don't well we don't know our history our history constantly gets uh lied about historically or whitewashed uh, yeah whitewashed and 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 we and, and then Time and the present just continues to fold on itself and compound problems. And so now you have entire new generations that are existing yes. that are that have built up entire industries based off of lies but and narratives. And rather than rather than falling that stuff back and starting over, it's just like again, if we got to suffer, everybody got to suffer with us. We're good. 
we're not going to back up just so that this thing could be even. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, why? Why do that? Because um, they they operate, uh, and this is a very human thing, so it's understandable. I'm not I'm not necessarily saying it's good. I'm saying it is what it is. Is that you have a group of people that operate out of fear. You know, like and many nations have done this. We have one this nation or a oh, couple yeah. of nations linked mm-hmm. up, got together, created this term. Um, also, not just the term white, but they also take this term Christian and Christianity, which I go, you know, I go ham, I go ham on, um, and they use it on purpose. They use the they use the figure of Jesus. They use the Messiah. They use this, uh, the Greek term of Christ on purpose to confuse people on purpose. It didn't just start with US politics. But that yeah. I don't think that that is a characteristic native only to Christianity cuz one of the you know going back to MLK, you know one of the quotes that I love from MLK where he says, "America, I'm just asking you to do what you said on paper." On paper. So if that's the case then let's throw the term American out. You see what I'm saying? Like yes. people who love to stand on the constitution and, you know, I mean, again, this was, you know, 50, 60 yeah. years ago, but still he's saying, America, I'm asking you to do what you said on paper. This is what's on paper. Can right. we can we do this? Yes. Right. Um, Which is that's a good legal strategy. Right. But if the laws are just devices used to separate, then there's nothing that you can do to get somebody to honor a contract if they don't want to, unless you have, unless you can force them, unless you can force or them unless they feel like it's in their best interest. Because you cannot legislate morality or indifference. You can't do it. And this is where, but I'm not. I'm not saying that you don't hold people accountable. It's very important to do that. But what holds people accountable? That's my point. Mm-hmm. See that. That's where your faith in Christ has to hold right. you accountable. I, I agree like, with that. It has to kind of divert from the political, the legislative, to my faith holds me to a particular standard. Well, you know, so and, that... And either, either it's your faith or it ain't your faith. So, but, well, I think you're answering your own question then because that kind of, you just you just speedballed ahead to what I was just about to say. <laughs> and then therein lies who you can tell who is who and who is really of the Father and who is not, who's just walking around in sheep's clothing saying yeah, that yeah. they're of Jesus, saying that, oh, I'm Christian, I'm Christian, I'm Christian, I'm Christian, I'm Christian, we're Christian, this is Christianity. But then you when you see people by their actions or by their fruit, that... Yeah. That and, and yeah, and when you yeah. really understand the yeah the, the scripture and you're following the Holy Spirit, you should be able to tell at some point who's who and what's what, who's just using the name, yeah, and who's really about it. And you know, it's as we just kind of pivoted and transition. One of my favorite scriptures um, is in Peter, it's in First Peter, um, and he says this, and and I think that this is one of the biggest things that can help many believers push past these cultural barriers. Because, okay. I mean, listen, we got cultural barriers. Like like you just said, we're born into different situations. Yeah. People come into this world in different environments, yeah. different and backgrounds. Very, and, yeah, very, very different. There are subcultures within a group of people who have the same skin. That's no really doubt. Well, and, and then let me also say but Hold on, hold on. Let, let me yeah, just get ahead, this point ahead. out. Yeah, you know, sure. Peter, because Peter makes this point, and I really want to drive Kifa. this home. Kifa. Yeah. Cephas, right? We gonna, we yeah, gonna, there you go. Um, he, he he makes this point. He says, um, it's in chapter two, I believe. He says, we were not a people, but now we are a people. It's right before your royal priesthood scripture. It's a couple passages. He acknowledges the fact, 
you know, I don't know, you know, who everyone that epistle was written to, but it's clear they were obviously from different backgrounds because he wouldn't have made that statement had they all been from the same background. Good point, good point. So he's saying, listen, we get it. We were not a people, but now we are a people. We have, he has made us God's people. And I think we have to first acknowledge that. Like, that would be the first step. Like, yo, we don't all come from the same place. We don't all come from the same background. We have differences, but Christ calls us to something higher. Like, and I think until everybody's willing to do that, I think everything else that we're doing is kind of just like running in mud, running in place in the mud. Because we're unwilling to first acknowledge, you know what, outside of Christ, I probably wouldn't be messing with y'all. That's that's okay to acknowledge that and say, but, you know, God is working on my heart to get that prejudice out of my heart. Like, acknowledging it up front so that it's all on the table. Like, you know what, I thought all blacks were criminals or I thought all whites were racist or I thought all this, you know, Mexicans were illegal. Okay, that's cool. That's where you come from. That's the background that you come from. But Christ calls me to something higher, so I'm now pushing past that. We're not willing to do that. We're just going to try to, you know, cover that up, all that baggage, and then just say, oh, and that's how we get to what you just said. Oh, we're just all Christian. Nah, bro, hold on. Stop with that. There's a lot of baggage over here that we're all coming with, you know, that has not necessarily been addressed or allowed for the light of Christ to shine upon it. So that it can kind of be dealt with, you know what I mean? And those stereotypes are exactly the danger of having the perspective of your ideology that says, tell me what to believe. Because you'll use that tell me what to believe perspective across the board. And then somebody can come in and subvert what it means to be a believer in the biblical scripture or for our listeners, whatever it is that you believe in. Somebody else can come along and say, no, I want to attach that ideology to this political party, to this economic policy, to this, to that, to the other. And then you're just sitting there being a ragdoll, receiving whatever ideology you're being taught. Fun in their squad There they go, they're the sons of God